who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. I just want to say tonight that everything God does, He does, he does, he does through His Word. Everything. Everything. God has introduced us to that from the very beginning in Genesis. In my mind, it's His way of letting us know your words matter. His words matter. His words are seed. And so through His word, He does whatever He wants to do. And so until we look into His word, until we get excited about His word and understand His word and begin to do His word, the, the uh, Christ word is practice. I hate the word practice. It's like I'm going to try it and do something. No, I mean, do what the word says. It's only the doer that is blessed. And the doer, you start doing by speaking the word. It's so important. If there's any lesson you will learn, even concerning giving, in, in, in Deuteronomy, God says to the people, when you bring your tithe, say, say, speak. Oh, you, it's a, it's really, Christianity is a saying religion. What you believe. You say it from the heart. Because until you say it, it's not a part of your life. God says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you have to say it. I can't say this enough. Even in your salvation, you have to say it. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What is salvation? Your freedom here on earth. In heaven, everything is settled because you believe. God knows you are His child because you believe. But you're not saying anything, so it's not affecting your life in the natural world where you live. And so God says, we must always speak the word. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, this book of the law, verse 8, shall not depart from your mouth. This book of the law must not stop coming out of your mouth. That's the way you are able to do what the book requires. That's when you will make your way prosperous. That's when you will have good success. When you say anything opposite, contradictory to God's word, in Malachi chapter 3, God says, Your words are stout against me. Your words are so strong against me. Because I say this and you say something different. God says in his word, let the weak say, I am strong. Don't, don't go analyze it. Just do what the word says. Your body is feeling weak. But God says, don't say that. Don't respond to your body. Let the word be true. And then, I mean, let God of, the word of God be true. Let God be true. And let everyone be a liar, including your feelings. It's by faith. You speak the word by faith. And until you stay on God's, the side of God's word, you are not in agreement with him. And Amos 3.3 says, How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? You have to walk with God. And the way to walk with God is to say his word, own the word, believe the word, and speak it boldly from your mouth. If you can't speak it boldly from your mouth, that's a clear sign you have unbelief. It's true. 
If you can't boldly say it, you don't believe it. But when you confess it with your mouth, then you believe it. And the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. So many times here I've said it, and, and uh, I'm not saying it to brag or anything. I just believe, and I say it often, and I've said it often, it's settled. I don't have to pray about it. I'm not going to die by any kind of car accident. You heard me say that before, and I mean it. Can I prevent that? No, I can't. But the word can. The word can. Because God and his word are one and the same. And God has said, I will not allow any calamity to come to your life. No plague will come near your dwelling. No evil will come near you. Well, I believe what God said. I believe what God said for me and my family. I don't have to wonder whether my son is going to be in a terrible accident. It will not happen. Because God said no evil will come near your dwelling. And I believe he meant what he said. An accident, that's evil. And God says it won't come near my dwelling. Do I have to be super spiritual to have that? No. I just have to believe what he says. That's all. Don't have nothing to prove. If I have anything to prove, the word is true. That's what we need to prove. So is the word of God revealed? Is the word of God revealed? The word of God is living. It's alive. In recent time, God has shown to me the blood of Jesus is a living being. And I, I started talking, we were praying back there, and he just came to me. The blood of Jesus lives. It's alive. He says the blood of Jesus is the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. You mean then? No, no. How can he be speaking if he's not living? It's a mystery we don't understand, but I accept it. I don't have to analyze it. I don't have to ask God anything. Maybe when I get up there, I will ask. But right now, it's time to believe and act on the word. Can I hear any of you guys are too quiet? Oh, you guys are too quiet. Maybe I'm too excited. And, and, but it's true. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 1.16, it says, Great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. God became a man. Where did we get that from? When did, where did Paul get that from? John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. Jesus is the Word. And you can see how John, John, uh, uh, John the Apostle, he so much loved Jesus. He was always around him, you know that? When they were eating, he had to lay on his breast, you know, he, he just wanted to be around the world. I mean, Jesus, okay? <laughs> he just liked to lay on the world, Jesus, right? He was there. And then if you read in First John, he says, That which was from the beginning, which our eyes have seen, and our eyes have handled, because he, he says, of the word of life, 
Why? Because Jesus was the Word. He said, I handled the Word. I handled it. It was a real pain. I handled him. I saw the world do miracles, signs, turn water into wine. I handled it. He said, That's what, that word is what I'm bringing to you so that you believe. We handled the word with our hands. We saw him with our own eyes. The word of life. And it's in the same scriptures here that can transform anybody's life if you will believe it. That's why Jesus said, if you can only believe. The problem is not how much you have worked yourself, how much you have labored. The problem is believing. That's the labor. To believe what Jesus said. And I said it on Sunday. Some Jews came to him. They wanted bread. Jesus said, I know you're not looking for me uh, because you saw the sign. You just want to eat. You need bread. You want food. He says, don't labor for the bread that perishes, but labor for the food that leads into everlasting life. The people got it. They said, we want to labor. What can we do to do the works of God? You can read that in John chapter 6. What can we do so that we can do the works of God? He said, this is the works of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. And that's the work. You want to work? That's the work. Believing and acting. That's why it's by grace. So you can't boast. You believe and it happened. You didn't struggle. You just believed what you heard and acted on it. And God showed up and carried you and transformed your life and changed your life and changed your situation and turned everything around. Not because you worked so hard, but just because you worked to believe. That's what it says. The word is so important. The word is a living being. And I said this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, verse 12 and 13, For the word of God is living. The word of God is living. It's a living being. He's as powerful as God himself. Why? Because he's God himself. I used to, I can't think of it. It's God on paper. Okay? It's God on paper. If you lift it from that paper, put it in your heart, he becomes a marvelous being. Amen? Transforms everything he touches. He says, for the word of God is, a li- is living and powerful. Not only living and powerful, because you have people living, but they look like they're dying. No strength. The word of God is living and powerful, and is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrows. And it's a discerner. So you can't discern if you're not living. The word discerns what's going on in your life. He's a being. He's discerning what's happening to you. The word of God. I feel sorry for people who stay outside the word of God. I'm telling you, just because you're listening to God's word, he's doing things that you have no idea he's doing in your life. I'm telling you, that's just the truth. If you want, you want can, can you prove that? Well, Jesus spoke to the disciples. They didn't know they were being cleansed. And then later, God, Jesus said, Peter said, well, I want you to just give me a bath from the top of my head all over. Jesus says, no, that's not it. The words that I've spoken to you, you are clean because of the words you heard. Faith comes through the hearing of the word. 
you may not be aware, but if you keep listening, all of a sudden, one day you rise up like Samson. Say, I'm going to take them down now. Amen. Time has come. Something rises up inside of you because you've been hearing the word over and over again. And all of a sudden, there are many times God has spoken to me and I say, oh God, please forgive me for not believing. I know you don't do that, but I do that. <laughs> I do that. Forgive me because I was anxious about this. Why did I even go there? God is able to. God's able to. He's a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. He knows what's going on, what you're dealing with. He knows intimately what you... The Word of God knows it. Notice what it says. And there is no creature, no creature hidden from his sight. But we started... But the Word of God is what? Living and powerful, right? We never change. So he's telling you the Word of God sees every creature, and including you and your children. Now, if he sees creatures, he knows you and sees your finances. He sees what's going on in your marriage. He sees what's going on with your children. I mean, he's not like, let me look and see what's going on. No, he knows what's going on and he can do something about it. I mean, God's not just going to look and say, well, I saw that. Well, well, I also saw that. No, it's not a bragging thing. He sees it and sees and understands what's going on better than you do. You can't do much about it, but he can. And we have to believe that he can do much more about it for a lot. Until you believe, you never see it. Some people will say, well, I want to see it first before I believe. That's the unbelieving believer. You believe before you see it. That's the way of faith. The way of God is that way. It's contradictory to the way we think and the way we walk. But that's flesh. In the spirit, you believe it and then you see it. God spoke, right? And then he says, after God spoke and there was, and then God saw that it was good, right? He spoke and believed before he saw. We want to see first before we believe. The pastor. It's not working. I I don't feel anything. Well, it's not about how you feel. It's what the Word says. Now, listen to this. There is no creature hidden from His sight. You can't hide. The Word of God. We're not talking about God. It says it started with the Word, right? It's the Word of God. is living and powerful. So the Word of God sees you. So if He sees you, why don't you just accept it? Accept the word. He already knows what's going on in your life. And if you read the scriptures, there, is, there are words there that talk about what's happening to you. Well, seize on those words. Make them your own. And watch God transform the situation. You remember what the Bible said from the very beginning? It says, the Lord made heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void. Avoid. But then God said. So order begins after God speaks. So when you receive the word of God and you speak it into that chaotic situation, that's the beginning of order. And things will begin to change if you believe the word. So the world sees everything. And it says everything is naked and open to the eyes of him 
Notice the word him, but we started with the word, right? The word is living. So we must have, I mean, good respect for God's word. I like to stay away with people that argue about God's word. I just don't want to deal with them. I just stay with. There was a man that used to come to our church. I never seen anything this that crazy. I mean, I mean, truly. Angela and I went with this man. He believes this grace. He doesn't understand grace, but he heard something from television. And we were having uh, then I think Theresa was with us, if I recall. And Angela asked this fellow. He believes like grace, Pastor. Grace, grace, grace. I said, but the grace of God teaches also. Oh no, grace, grace. And then he says, you can sin, you know, and God is okay. So Angela asked him, what if you, his wife was sitting by his side. I knew that guy, if he sees grace, he won't recognize grace. I'm telling you, he won't recognize grace. No way. Even if he sees Jesus, he'll walk right by him. I'm telling you. That was crazy. Never seen anything like that. He was, and, and Angela asked the man and said, uh, what if you, like you, you, know, you commit adultery? What do you do if this grace? The guy said, rejoice. And I went, oh? <laughs> really? And his wife was sitting by his side. So we rejoiced over adultery. I said, oh my God, this is great. And then the next Sunday, Pastor Andy read something from the pulpit. And he came to me, uh, Pastor Goodluck. Andy's words, uh, that doesn't signify grace. I said, now nah, stop it. Now nah, listen, I don't go there. I'm a servant of God. I don't argue. I know you're not going to accept. Don't, I don't argue with people about God's word. You don't do that with me. He said, I'm just trying to explain. No, no, no. Stop right now. Because he's not going to receive. There are people like that. No matter what I say, he's not going to receive. He's rejected God's word. His son was probably in a very terrible relationship. He, he's covered all of it. It's okay. It's grace. Until we get to hell. It's grace. Thank you, sister. At least somebody understands it. (laughs) But that's the crazy. All things are open and naked before his eyes. It's grace. But the grace of God, that's the Sunday message, he frees you. You got no desire for that. Amen. You're free. You got no desire for that. You don't have to struggle for over it. The grace carries you. Amen. It's the grace of God that carries you. So you lose desire for those disco type music. Excuse me. (laughs) You won't understand that, young people. (laughs) But the world knows everything. And that's David understood that. That's why he says in Psalm. Uh, 139, beginning from verse 23. Look at what it says. Search me, O God. Search me, God, and know my heart, and test me, and know my anxious thoughts. Sometimes, you know, uh, how many of you have ever woke, you, you know, you're sleeping, and you wake up with some kind of a dread? Is that just me? <laughs> you just have this dread, but you don't know why? You had that? There's something going on there. You don't know. But God wants you to know. It's not just me. You have no reason to have that feeling of dread. But you wake up and all of a sudden, that feeling of dread and anxiety for no reason. But you feel that thing deep inside of you. 
Right? That's when we need God to search us. And know your anxious thoughts. Because you don't know them. Everything is open and naked before the word. And that's when God gives you a word for your deliverance. Amen? He gives you a word for your deliverance. Search me, O God. Know my heart and test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Everlasting way. God leads. Remember Psalm 1, I mean Psalm 23? He leads me, what? In the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Why? You are called by His name. If it's good for you, He's good for His name. Can you understand that? If it's going well with you, that's good for His name. And if there is a path that will bring reproach to His name, He says, you're not going there. That's the path that's good. He leads me in the paths of righteousness because God loves the righteous and surrounds the righteous with favor as with a shield. God will bless the righteous and surround them with favor as with a shield. That's Psalm 5 verse 12. The word of God is bread. Jesus said so. Look at what Jesus said in Psalm 6 verse 35. It says, I am the bread of life. And he used to wonder, what does that mean? The bread of life? I'm already alive. Why do I need bread for life? He is the bread of life. He is the word. You need bread in your finances for your finances to grow. God's bread. There's a lot that God says about your finances. The word is bread. Jesus is the word of God. You need bread for your marriage. You need bread for your health. You, need bre- you know if you don't eat, you're going to be sick, right? You need bread. But we're not talking about physical bread. You are talking about spiritual bread. And Jesus is it. He's the bread of life. Life, any area of your life. That's what he's talking about. Not just, I'm alive. I'm going to heaven. No. If it has to do with life, God wants a part of that. And he has bread for that part of your life. That's why the word tells us, God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Life and godliness. You can find that in Second Peter chapter 1. From verse 1 to 3, it tells us that very clear. God has provided for us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And in this, He has given us great and precious promises, words, by which are given to us great and precious promises that by them you might partake of His divine nature. So the word is what you need. The promises is what we need. The Word of God, if you want to partake of His divine nature, His divine nature is true life. What we have is not really life. The real life is the life of God. And Jesus said, I am that bread. 
the word of God is that bread for life. Jesus also tells us this. It is the spirit who gives life. Because he said some words in John chapter 6. And the people said, this is a hard saying. And many of them said, we can't handle this. We're not working with you anymore. They turned away. The thing about Jesus, this, that's <laughs> this is really funny. I'm thinking about a preacher today. And I'm praying, God, please help me. Uh, Jesus was preaching this day and the people didn't like what they were hearing. And they all started leaving. You know what preachers will do today? Well, I really don't mean that you guys come back. <laughs> Let me explain what I really mean. Okay? He won't do that. He let them go. He let them go. Because he was speaking the truth. You stay with the truth and the truth alone. Amen? No compromise. Those who love the world will come back. They will. He let them go. And they told his disciples. The, the good thing about it, 12 of them, they didn't understand what he was saying. They also agreed that what he was saying was hard to hear. But in their mind, he's the son of God. We heard that from John the Baptist. We've seen the miracles. We've seen water turned into wine. We don't understand everything that he's saying. And they said, Jesus said, would you also go away? He said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of life. We don't understand what you're saying, but we're going to follow you. Amen. That should be every Christian's attitude. You don't have to understand everything. If it's coming from the world, say, God, I don't understand it. Maybe someday I will. Could you help me? Amen. Instead of walking away and turning your back against God's word. But then after the answer, Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickens, that gives life. He gave them a little bit of understanding. I'm not sure they understood that. But he's saying, when you hear the word, you are receiving the spirit of the word. If it's God's spirit coming into your life, that's the spirit of creation. The word is bread. It will change your life. The words, you may not understand it, but when you say, even though I don't understand it, God, I receive it, just by you receiving it, you have brought God into your situation. And that situation, if it doesn't line up with the mind of God, that thing must change. By and by, it will change. Stay with the word. Jesus said these words, anyone who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Many times we look back. When it seems like it's not working for us, we turn and we're, well, I've had it. Where you threw the towel in too early. Wait. That's why the Bible says, be still and know. You have to be still and wait. God is doing something. I need to move on because there's a lot of words here. Amen. <laughs> there's a lot of words here. God may be testing you with his promise. You know, every one of us want promotion, but no one wants to take a test. Right? How can you go to the next class a higher class without taking the test. Right? You're going to be a doctor without taking the exam. <laughs> they, will, they will handcuff you. 
They're killing the patients. But before they give you the license to go and practice and make money, you need to take the test. You know, when I go to doctor's office, sometimes they have their degrees out for you to see. I took the test. Right? That's what they're saying. We want to be promoted, but we hit the rigor of preparing for the test. And we don't want to take the test. But you're not going to go to the next level until you're tested. And with God, it's the same thing. When God gives you a promise, He'll test you. The Word of God will test you. Okay? Let me quickly go to the Scriptures, because this is really important. Um, Psalm 105. Psalm 105. God was speaking about Joseph. I mean, you remember Joseph? You know, God gave him a word when he was a kid. God gave him a word. It was through dream. God gave him a word. I found something. This is so interesting. Okay? Listen. Listen to this. Moreover, I'm reading from uh, Psalm 105, beginning from verse 16. Moreover, he called for a famine. Who called for a famine? God did. God called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. Okay? He sent a man before them. Now we know what man is talking about. Joseph, right? He sent a man before them. Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with feathers. He was laid in iron, okay? That Joseph, the one that God sent, right? If God sent you, why iron and feathers? He sent a man before them. You mean God sent the man to be bound with chains? Right? Listen, listen. Until the time that his word came to pass. What? The word of the Lord tested him. The word of the Lord tested him. What word? The dream. You are going to be tested. Your attitude determines what's going to happen after the test. If you fail, then we go one more time around the wilderness. We take the test again. You fail again, let's go back again. Until you pass the test, then we enter the promised land. You are going to be tested. The Bible said of Abraham, he was God, he said, the time came after the promise was given, okay, Isaac, and the Lord tested him, right? You are going to be tested. Notice, after Jesus received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what happened after that? After the baptism, he's got to be tested. The Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. After you pass the test, he said, Jesus came from the wilderness with the Holy Ghost and with great power. And miracles start taking place. The word will test you before you are promoted. When God gives you a promise, some of us, we have words of prophecy, and it was a good prophecy. We go back to the guy, well, uh, you prophesied the other time, but it's not happening. It seemed like after you prophesied, I started having more problems. Well, it's the test. Amen. It's the test. 
And based on what you're doing now, talking like that, you've already failed. You're not going very far with this test. The Lord tested Joseph. The word of God tested him. If you read in Matthew 13, he tells us there that the seed that fell on the stony ground, it says they heard the word and they had no much root. And when persecution and troubles came because of the word, well, the word was in trouble, but troubles came because of the word. He said, by and by, they got offended and they went away. The word tests you for your promotion. When things are happening bad, after you've believed God's word, don't give up. That's the time to rejoice. That's why James says, count it all joy. Have you heard that scripture? <laughs> count it all joy when you enter into various troubles. And so now you come to church, I'm happy, I'm having troubles. Uh, we'll pray for you then. <laughs> uh, but it's a matter of context. When you understand God's word, amen? Your troubles, as way of God, God saying, can I do business with this person? Can I trust this person? And that's what happened with Abraham. God says, now I know. Now I know. I can trust this man. And so he became the friend of God. Because God can trust him. He passed a very terrible test. And God was so pleased. God says, look, I'm looking for some. I want to swear, but I can't swear by anything. Everything is behind me, below me. I, I will even swear with myself. I'm going to bless you. Now I know you fear God. You love God. You're going to be tested. You are going to be tested. It's coming. The trouble is, if I say, Pastor, how is the test coming? I don't know. We never know. It's only with God. So when things are happening, know the word is testing you. The word, the promise that God gave Joseph was his test. The word tested him. And the man, that's why I never understood. Joseph goes through all of this and then he tells you, but the Lord was with Joseph. Why? He was passing every test. No complaint. He was passing every test. He stayed with the word. And he knew his time was coming. And then when his time came, the king couldn't help. Bring him up from prison. And, and, and I got to read this scripture. It's so important. He says, he made him lord of his house. And ruler of all his possessions. So Joseph, the slave... A stranger now was ruling, if you will have it, the United States of America in that time. He tells the world what to do. From prison, after he had been tested, God brought him all the way to the top. And look, to bind the princes of his, the, bind his princes at his pleasure. You know his princes all Pharaoh's officers, including the one that put him in prison. Hello. He could bind him at his will. Go and bring me Potiphar. Potiphar says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please don't bind me with chains. He said, man, that's how God does this thing. Amen. 
When you're through, God brings you all the way to the top. God brings you all the way to the top. Okay, my time is up. <laughs> Amen. Would we, let's stand up tonight. I will continue, hopefully. That's the way of the Lord. Let's hold on to what God says. For those of you that are here tonight, you are truly blessed. Truly blessed. I mean, I truly know that you are blessed. I feel, for, pray for those outside because this is what it is. Mary actually sat at the feet of Jesus. Remember that? Just listening to his words. The other one was busy with things, thinking she was being pleasing to Jesus because she was making food for him. Jesus said, no, you made a mistake. She chose the better part, sitting at my feet and listening to my words. That's the better part. Because that will prepare the food for everyone to eat. Amen? The Word of God. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord tonight? I know for sure that God has spoken to your heart tonight. Tell yourself, I believe the Word. I'm going to act on the Word. I will not allow that Word to go from me. I'm going to hold on to the Word. I know you heard a man tonight, but believe me, it was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, encouraging you to believe and trust in Him so that there can be a change in your life and God will be glorified. It's all about the glory of God. When you believe it and you act on it, your life changes. God will be praised. People can look at your life and they see God's word. They can't see his word working, but they see you. And now you become the light of the world. You help them to see what God is like. What God can do in a person's life. One who believes in him. Things are changing right now for the Ark Fellowship. Things are changing for your finances. Your troubles are vanishing away in the name of Jesus. God's blessing your family and blessing your life. You have, things have been stagnant for a while, but the end of that thing has come, come and you are going up. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. Stay with the test. Good things are coming your way because Jesus is on your side and he's taking care of you. He loves you so dearly. Never speak down on yourself. Don't curse what God has blessed. Don't ever do that. Thank Him for what He's done in your life. Amen? Because greater things are coming your way. Greater things are coming your way. Amen? Let's believe God tonight. Because the Bible says, Bless the Lord. He is good. Amen? His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Mercy means God's goodness to us. He brings, Have mercy on me. Do me good. Amen? That's right. His mercy endures forever. And He will ever do good to you always do good to you in the name of jesus father we want to thank you we want to thank you that you are in our lives we have no reason to be afraid of anything you have met every need in our lives we're so grateful god you're here with us tonight we're so grateful to be in your presence your word is transforming our lives and making us strong making us great according to your word we give you praise tonight in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Greet one another. Turn around. Greet one another. Especially those you don't know very well. We are very good at greeting those we know. Okay?